Hi, welcome to the latest episode of Mistress Mia's Dungeon. I'm your hostess, Mistress Mia, and this is Mistress Mia's Bedtime Stories. Today I bring you The Spider and Her Fly from PK Sub 1. This is located on utopia.com. And the story begins. Part 1 The Trap. Well, this certainly throws a wrench into things, Mark thought. He just found out that his roommate was moving in with his girlfriend, leaving him all alone in a Brooklyn apartment that he couldn't afford any longer. He had only just moved to the city two months ago after his girlfriend of three years had left him, and he was finally starting to attract some clients as a freelance web designer. Despite being educated and working all through college, he barely had $2 to rub together after paying in food, rent, insurance, and student loans. Everything else, he wound up spending on Vanessa who seemed to be the only person capable of bringing a smile to his face at the moment. Mark always drew those certain type of women. Throughout his life, he had developed crushes on various babysitters, teachers, and older cousins, essentially anyone who was of any kind of authority figure in his life. Although Vanessa didn't have any kind of direct institutional authority over him, her demeanor and her tone made Mark weak at the knees since their very first moment he met her. She was the kind of woman who made Mark both nervous and excited whenever he was in her presence. At 38, a full 13 years older than Mark, she was a successful partner at a law firm, but she would have been a catch even without being so professionally accomplished, with her five foot six, 120-pound frame, long auburn hair, trim figure, and extreme sexual appetite, she was almost more than Mark could handle. Despite being smaller than Mark, she was slightly stronger thanks to her long hours at the gym. She wasn't afraid to overpower him. The best part about her, though, was that she was willing to indulge some of Mark's kinkier fantasies. Part of the reason his previous relationship hadn't worked out was that his ex thought he was a bit of a freak. They had gotten along well for years before Mark saw some porn on the internet that had infected his mind like a drug, awakening new desires he had never knew he had. All he had asked initially was to be spanked now and then, maybe have her a little more forceful in the bedroom. She'd clearly been put off when Mark told her, and a few days later, she said it wasn't going to work out between them. Mark was distraught for weeks before he decided to move to New York and start over. When he found Vanessa on the website, she not only replied to his message, but agreed to meet. Mark was ecstatic. Here was a woman who knew what she wanted and wasn't afraid to take it. She had started off perfectly with light spanking and bondage, a little humiliation. But in the week since Vanessa had kept pushing him, and each time Mark had left her apartment recently, he had felt an unsettling mixture of shame and arousal. Of course, he would always go home to jerk off afterwards, but that just made him feel more conflicted and ashamed afterwards. Thinking of the last time he visited her made his cock swell in his new cage. 
As soon as they arrived in her apartment, she had made him take off all of his clothes and serve her wine before she pushed him under her skirt towards her smooth, slick pussy. After she came, he had stood up and started to press his hard cock towards her butt. She slapped it away and grabbed his balls, twisting him around and pulling them until he couldn't take it any longer. She then pulled out a pair of handcuffs and linked his hands behind his back. Completely in control, she walked him over to the other side of the couch and bent him over and back before retrieving a leather strap on and going to work on his ass. Furious that he had tried to fuck her, welted and begged, she finally decided he had enough. She pulled out a small chastity cage and fitted it on him before pulling a pair of pink panties up onto his legs. He spent the rest of the night cleaning her apartment like that, sore, horny, and humiliated. Before she sent him home that evening, still wearing that cage and little pink panties. Mark was a bit scared by how thoroughly she had dominated him that night. All he had really wanted was some light spanking and bondage, maybe a finger up the ass at some point. He would just have to be a little more assertive in the future, he thought. He would let her know tonight, take it down a notch. Still, he thought, it had been one of those most erotic experiences of his life. And it hit Mark like a sledgehammer when he realized he might have to leave her for good, even if things just couldn't work out with his new living arrangement. Mark lay down on his bed and thought about his options. Couch surfing wasn't an option. He'd only been in New York two months and didn't know anyone besides his current roommate and Vanessa. He knew it was way too soon to ask her to move in. Moving home was out of the question. His parents lived all the way in Arizona, and he didn't exactly leave on the best terms with them. Besides, there was no real work in this field in that area, and he wasn't eager to go back to bartending. Mark began looking online to see if he could find a spot for himself, but everywhere he saw was completely out of his price range, especially with the housing rushes. All of the college students were snatching up anything remotely affordable. The third option was to try to find someone on Craigslist, but he had heard so many horror stories that he considered that a last resort. After racking his brain for the better part of an hour, he came to and realized he was going to be late if he didn't hurry. Mark rushed to the bathroom to clean up. Looking at himself in the mirror, he wondered again how he had gotten so lucky with dating Vanessa. While he was reasonably attractive with his clean-shaven face and long, dark hair, he had always been self-conscious about his five foot seven, 140-pound frame and his lack of body hair. Vanessa didn't overtly flirt with other men when they were out, but she did always seem to be a little extra friendly around larger, more masculine men. He finished getting dressed and rushed out the door to meet her at the restaurant. Vanessa stepped out of the shower and slipped on her blue silk bathrobe as she started preparing for a date with Mark. She adored spending time with Mark. Aside from being clever and interesting, he was also a naive little boy, and she was enjoying leading him down the rabbit hole. They had met a month ago on a BDSM contact site, and although she wasn't very excited to meet at first, she became much more intrigued when she discovered Mark had only had one girlfriend previously one who was never dominant. 
she found herself becoming thrilled at the idea of capturing this naive little boy who was just wanting to try a little bit of bondage and spanking. Mark may think he's just dipping his toes into the water, but I'll be sure to drag him into the deep end, she thought. She had found there was a fine line to walk when finding the molding, that perfect slave. There were lots of men who would willingly debase themselves completely, but without offering any resistance, you know, Vanessa found them little sport in dominating them. Mark had currently been a willing sub, but she knew he would bolt if she pushed him much further, and she was growing impatient. She fed off that look in that boy's face when he realized that she was in complete control, the look that knew it was too late to back out. She usually saw it when she was informed that they were desperate and they were a panicking slave that that their safe word no longer applied. She knew that Mark was already infatuated with her. What she needed now was leverage. While she could always try going the photo-video route, she wouldn't even know where to send the evidence should Mark revolt. He had no friends in town, no full-time employment, and no social media presence. Since that fucking Fifty Shades of Grey book had come out, everyone seemed to be getting into BDSM. So, a few indiscriminate photos were not necessarily the death bow they once were. While she had always had that body and personality to secure that necessary infatuation, it was only recently that she had gained the means to fully fund her lifestyle and obtain the necessary leverage. Vanessa had graduated summa laude from Princeton and now worked as a partner at a small law firm specializing in intellectual property. While she was sharp as a whip and very good at what she did, many of her colleagues suspected that she had slept her way to the partnership. She grinned when she thought about it, actually. While she had no doubts that she would have made partner eventually, she had quite a head start over her peers thanks to her dom friend Sarah, who had been seeing a senior partner at a law firm for a few years professionally. Vanessa was confused when she saw the photos of her boss, David Ludwig Jr., partner at a multi-million dollar law firm married with two kids. The photo showed him dressed in a frilly pink maid's outfit cleaning Sarah's apartment. But after Sarah explained the ins and outs of both her profession and her relationship with David, Vanessa started to come out around the idea of having a slave. The following night, they arranged to get together and have David serve them. Obviously, they declined to warn David, and he was shocked when Vanessa walked in to find him gagged, plugged, chastised, and kneeling in the corner. Vanessa played her part perfectly. She pretended to be outraged and disgusted. After that, Vanessa moved up the corporate ladder quite quickly. Vanessa stepped out to the bathroom to get dressed, and going through her closet, she selected a pair of black jeans, a fitted white t-shirt, and black leather jacket with a pair of clean white designer sneakers. She looked very sexy, but not trashy, and totally comfortable. As she hopped in the cab to meet with Mark, she lamented things weren't moving faster. 
She was eager to train him as a real slave and really bind him to her, but she was at a loss as to how to do that without scaring him off. So, that's pretty much the situation. Looks like unless I land a major client, I'll have to leave the city by the end of the week. I just wanted to let you know in case things, you know, don't work out. Vanessa struggled to hear the end of Mark's sentence, stunned by the gift he had inadvertently laid in her lap. They had just finished a nice dinner at a favorite Chelsea Bistro, and she was about to pay the check before taking Mark home for some fun. Her mind raced as she thought of the possibilities. Why this would certainly accelerate her usual timetable, it was too hard to pass up. Leave the city? She knew if she played it right, she would have him utterly dependent on her by the end of the week. I'm, I'm so sorry to hear that, Mark, she said sympathetically. If there's anything I can do, let me know. I'll try and think of something. I couldn't bear to give you up. She reached across the table to hold his hand. He was clearly embarrassed by a situation. Why don't we go home and I can take your mind off things, she said, with a wicked grin. Mark simply couldn't refuse an offer like that, and after returning to her apartment, he quickly found himself wearing only the panties and chastity device again, which was shortly followed by a pink leather collar. After an hour of serving her while she bathed, tidying up her apartment, and giving her a long, deep massage, she finally led him to the bedroom and tied him firmly spread eagle to the bed. Reaching into the nightstand, she quickly found the two-inch red ball gag and fastened it securely around Mark's head. Vanessa slowly removed Mark's tiny little chastity cage, clipping the individual numbered plastic padlock she slid the tube off of Mark's desperate cock. She wondered faintly if he had cheated and slid his cock out of the back for some fun. She hated knowing that he could potentially get it off if he'd wanted to. Oh well, she thought. She would remedy that problem soon enough. Vanessa smiled at her tightly bound boy, looking forward to springing her trap. She found the tube, squeezing some out into her right palm. She laid next to Mark with her thigh draped over his own leg, head propped up off the bed, her full crimson lips just inches from Mark's ears. She slowly reached down and started to, very softly, rub her lubed hand up and down Mark's aching, denied cock. After softly stroking Mark, bringing him to the edge a few times, she was ready. She leaned down and purred into Mark's ear. So, I've been doing some thinking about your little problem. It seems to me that you only need a right place to stay while you're back on your feet until you can drum up some more work and find a new apartment, right? Mark moaned and nodded, barely hearing what she was saying, completely lost in the soft, warm sensation of her hand in his cock. He hadn't come in almost a week, and he was desperate to do so. Maybe we could work out a little quid pro quo. I'll allow you to live here with me for a time, just until you find another place. I'll let you use my storage unit to keep all your stuff, and you can just bring your laptop here for work. I'll even let you live rent-free, and I'll cover your food so you can save up. Does that sound good? 
she said. Mark was nearly delirious with pleasure at this point, and he nodded eagerly at the prospect of moving in. That would solve all his problems, and he would get closer to Vanessa. Vanessa grinned like a cat who had just got the cream, seeing Mark nod frantically. She increased the speed of her hand as she slid it up and down Mark's quivering shaft, touching it softly to keep him on the edge before continuing with her proposition. Of course, since I'm being so generous offering you room and board, I'll expect something in return. You will go through me with all things, what you wear, how you act, how you spend your time. I'll insist you take care of all the little domestic tasks while I'm at work, and when I return, you will serve me as needed. Like a butler? Mark grunted through the gag. Vanessa giggled, thinking of the maid's outfit and high heels she had stored away, and replied, Yes, I I suppose I could say it would be like you were my butler. It's important that you understand, though, that this would be all play like it's been so far. I'm offering you a way to get your life back on track, and as such, I expect a serious commitment from you. You will cook and clean, take care of my laundry, focus all your time outside of work on making me happy. At times it may be tedious, but I reserve the right to discipline you however I see fit for your unsatisfactory work or behavior. But I assure you that we will have plenty of time to fool around as well, and I think this will be quite rewarding for you. Why, you may even get more attention than you can handle. Mark nodded thoughtfully as he reviewed the offer. He knew Vanessa could be demanding already, and the thought of her and her... Well, this type of dynamic was intimidating, to say the least. But on the other hand, Vanessa was gorgeous, wealthy, powerful, and interesting. He was totally infatuated with her, and the thought of being her slave was something he had spent many nights fantasizing about. Besides... If he didn't agree, he would probably have to leave the city or for lack of a place to stay anyway. Vanessa leaned closer and whispered in his ear as she would swirl her hand around the head of Mark's cock. So what do you think? Are you ready to be my slave? Mark grunted in agreement, nodding frantically, lost in the passion. Vanessa smiled and slowly slid her hand from his cock leaving him twitching and straining against his bonds. Good boy. God, now you've gotten me all worked up. Why didn't you take care of your owner while I fit this chastity back on you? I think we'll save your satisfaction after we see how well you perform as my new slave. With that, she removed Mark's gag, ignoring his protests swung around on the bed, lifted up her skirt, and lowered her glistening lips down into Mark's outstretched tongue. She gasped as she felt his tongue slide between her lips to her clit, thinking of all the fun she was going to have with this unsuspecting, naive little boy. Part 2. Leverage Two days later, Mark was sitting on the curb outside of his apartment, next to the boxes that contained all of his worldly possessions. Praying he had made the right decision, while he was excited to move in with Vanessa, he was also a little nervous as well. But he had known for months, and had loved seeing her and serving her, 
how many men actually get the chance to live this fantasy? Worst case scenario, he would be out in a month and they could go back to normal. He thought back to two nights ago when he had left Vanessa's apartment after servicing her. She had double-checked the chassis device imprisoning Mark's aching manhood and given him his instructions. He had followed them to the letter, wanting to start off on the right foot. He had spent the next two days tying up loose ends and packing what little he had left. All of his stuff was in boxes, and the exception of his laptop and charger. He had also brought his jeans and t-shirt he had picked out, carrying his wallet, cell phone, and toothbrush. Vanessa said she would provide his new wardrobe when he arrived. Shortly after 9 p.m., an SUV pulled up around the corner driven by an older man. Mark had never met with Vanessa in the passenger seat. As they pulled up, Vanessa rolled down the window and spoke to Mark. Good evening. This is my colleague, David. I borrowed him for the evening. To help us out, she giggled. (laughs) Go ahead and help him get loaded up and we can get this over to the storage unit and get you all settled in. Mark thanked her and walked around back to where David was already loading boxes, nodding a quick greeting. Mark thought it was a little odd that this well-dressed, distinguished man was helping him move. But he shrugged it off, thinking maybe he owed her a favor or something. The two of them quickly loaded the car and were off to the storage space. They got there and loaded everything onto a cart, and the three of them rode the elevator up to the space after Vanessa showed her ID to the front desk. After they got everything in, Vanessa grabbed a large rolling suitcase out of the unit and wheeled it out, handing it to David. She then closed the steel roller gate before attaching a heavy padlock. Do you think I can get a copy of that key so I can get my stuff in when I need to? Mark inquired. Vanessa smiled. Of course, dear. Just leave it to me. I'll take care of it. David then drove the three of them back to Vanessa's apartment, where Vanessa instructed Mark to grab her suitcase and his laptop bag. Vanessa turned to David and said, Bye, David. Tell Sarah I said thanks for letting me borrow you. Don't forget to tell her that you were five minutes late picking me up. I know how important punctuality is for her, and I wouldn't want you thinking you could be tardy in the future. She turned and got out of the car, speaking through the open window. The four of us should get along together this weekend. I'm sure we would have all sorts of fun. She winked as she tapped on the roof. David grimaced as he eased the car into gear, dreading what Mistress Sarah would do when he told her he was late. After a short, tense elevator ride, they finally arrived in Vanessa's apartment, where she immediately instructed Mark to put the bags in the bedroom, strip, and put his clothes in the corner, and then to get in the shower and shave everything besides his head and eyebrows. Mark mumbled a soft agreement, not really looking forward to shaving, but not wanting to screw things up immediately. After he left, Vanessa got to work knowing she had at least 20 minutes until he was finishing up shaving. She opened his bag and retrieved his laptop, popping a small dongle into his USB. She ran a quick program she had a PI from her law firm show her how to use. After a few minutes, she had all of his passwords, as well as total remote control of his laptop and cell phone. 
All of his work emails now went through her first. She grinned at the knowledge that she now controlled his business. She took a look at his bank account and smiled, seeing he had only under $400 to his name. Good luck paying first and last month's rent, plus security deposit on that. She would let him keep just enough clients to keep him on his student loans and to pay off his credit debt. But he wasn't going to be moving out anytime soon. She grabbed his phone and wallet, checking all of his cards and IDs, and put it in her safe along with the key to the storage unit. Mark now only had access to a laptop, which she controlled. She could feel herself getting wet at the knowledge that she could now hold Mark captive indefinitely. She was tempted to head to the bathroom and push her new slave down to his knees and bury his face in her pussy, but she restrained herself, knowing she still had work to do. She opened up a suitcase, and she had brought back from storage unit and started to pull all the items out, smiling as she thought of all the fun she was going to have from now on. Of course, now that she didn't have to worry about scaring him off, she tossed a blanket over the items, not wanting to spoil the surprise. Vanessa strode into the bathroom and pulled back the curtain, causing Mark to instinctively flinch and try to cover himself. Is that how slaves stand? Vanessa inquired. Mark lowered his eyes and crossed his hand behind his back. Legs spread now, a little more. Tummy in, chest out, back arched. Good boy. This is how you'll stand at attention whenever I dress you from now on. She smiled and reached back in with her scissors and clipped the plastic lock on his chastity. Shave that too. Then rub this cream in everywhere. It'll keep from hair from growing back for a few months. I expect you to be in and out and be back in the bedroom in ten minutes. Vanessa turned and walked out, leaving Mark standing at attention, stunned at the way she had steamrolled him. She walked out and checked her reflection in the full-length mirror, admiring her appearance. A tight black skirt, low-cut white blouse, and modest high heels gave her an authoritative appearance, without looking like some cheap Halloween fantasy costume. She reapplied her mascara and lipstick while she waited for Mark. He soon joined her, his now hairless body wrapped in a towel. She cleared her throat loudly and gave him a look, and he went and replaced the towel on the rack before standing at attention before her. Vanessa made a few adjustments to his stance and gave him a warning before she grabbed his usual black leather cuffs and attached them to his wrists. But this time she applied small padlocks to each to ensure they stayed on. She then clipped a new four-inch black leather posture collar around his neck, preventing him from moving his head before attaching a padlock there as well. I suppose I should go over the rules with him, she thought. She reached up and grabbed his ear, pulling him down level to her hips before hauling him to kneel by the side of the bed. She walks around and calmly sits in front of him. Vanessa pauses, looking at the frightened boy at her feet, savoring the moment. She thinks briefly about her strategy for the rest of the day, knowing that the first day with the new slave is crucial to achieve the desired household dynamic. She knows she needs to totally establish her control and instill a decent amount of fear in him, while still leaving his infatuation for her intact. 
she's a little surprised that he actually came this far and wondered if he was or had any idea what he was in for. She started off with a quick slap in the face. Now, I just taught you how to stand at attention. Don't you think you should do the same for kneeling? She watched as Mark slowly recovered from the slap and adjusted his stance. Hands crossed high behind his back, knees apart, feet together, chest out, stomach in, back arched, eyes lowered. She gave him a smile and stretched out her foot, gently tapping his chastity device, making his straining manhood swing back and forth. Now that you're officially moved in, and my slave, we're going to have to set a few ground rules. First of all, I've read your limits, and I promise to respect them. Secondly, I promise not to out you to any of your friends or family. I won't post pictures or videos of any kind. And thirdly, you will be allowed time to work on any projects that you have to come up. After all, you need to save some money so that you can move out while you're able. Mark thinks to himself, this seems fair. It's not too different from what they had, you know, previously agreed on. However, since I'm letting you live here rent-free as well as storing your stuff, not to mention feeding you, I'll expect you to take care of certain duties as we agreed. You are to dress the way I require. Keep my apartment spotless. Have meals prepared as necessary. Keep your body toned and groomed. And of course, serve me in any way I desire. Do you understand? Mark nods, knowing this was what he agreed to do in principle. But he was beginning to wonder what it was actually going to be like in this practice. She had already ramped up her level of control to unknown levels, and he had been here less than an hour, and it had already began. Any problems and I will punish you, and it won't be a punishment you'll like, I promise you that. Understood? Mark nodded again, a little worried, but also undeniably excited at the prospect of being held as a real slave. Good. Since we're in agreement, please read and sign this contract, just so we have something to reference in case of any disagreements down the road. Check over the limits you've listed. Any changes should be made now. Going forward, this is what we will refer to, not the old rules we used to play by. Mark reads through, not seeing anything amiss. She would let him stay in her apartment and securely store his possessions until he signed a lease to a new apartment. It said he would be allowed to live there as long as he performed as her slave and gave her authority to punish him in any way she saw fit within his limits. It stated his limits and that she would not break them and wouldn't out him and would allow him to continue working. He signed and handed it back to her. Good boy, she cooed him. She walked behind Mark and deposited the signed contract in her safe, sealing it up behind her. She walked around behind him and joined his wrists behind his back, clipping them together with a padlock. Then, wrapping a leather strap above his elbows to pull his arms tighter behind him, he grunted as he felt the strain in his shoulders and chest. Please, mistress, can you loosen it just a little bit? No, she replied curtly before pulling back a blanket on the bed and grabbing a panel gag with a three-inch fake cock on the inside. She could see Mark's eyes widen with fear 
at not only the denial of his simple request, but also at the sight of the gag. Before he could voice any protest, she had pushed the gag to the back of his throat, securing the strap behind his head, and as an extra precaution, this gag also had a strap that went around the nose and over the top of his head before attaching to the back. As she pulled the gag tighter, Mark felt his cock press further and further back towards against his throat, getting near his gag reflex. Vanessa smiled, looking at her new slave, seeing the apprehension in his eyes, wondering if he knows that he's already way past that point of no return. She grabs his ear and roughly pulls him up to his feet, leading him to the foot of the bed. She bends him over the bed frame, forcing him up into his tiptoes with his face on the mattress. She attaches a three-foot spreader bar to his ankles, keeping his legs spread. She then grabs a rope and ties one end to his cuffed hands before pulling the other up towards the headboard. She pulls the rope tighter, pulling his bound hands further and further straight back, tying off the rope, leaving him in a strict strabato. Mark is already aching all over. He's feeling his calves quivering, his shoulders straining, and with the harsh metal bar of the footboard digging into his waist, he hears the click of his heels as she walks out of the room. Shortly afterwards, he fears even more. She's softly speaking to someone on the phone. Mark is sweating now, worried that he's made a terrible mistake. This level of bondage is way more intense than anything she had used in the past. The lack of hair made him feel very vulnerable, especially the soft breeze on his smooth, exposed ass. Ever since he got here, her whole demeanor has been scary. And now that he had put all of his stuff in her storage unit and given up the keys to his old apartment, he had nowhere else to even go, even if he wanted to leave. He would just have to talk to her and explain that it was a little too much and that this was more than he could handle. He heard her approaching again, but he was unable to turn his head due to the posture collar. Vanessa smirked as she saw the bound, trembling boy bent over the bed. She was looking forward to the rest of the evening. She walked up behind him and softly fondled his balls, seeing his cock start to grow again. She slowly stroked him for a moment until she could hear him moaning through the gag. Okay, I know you're excited by all of this, but that's enough for now. We've got some errands to run, and I don't want any trouble out of you. So this is what's going to happen. I'm going to give you a little preemptive punishment so you can mind your manners while we're out. If you give me any grief while we're out, you can expect triple the amount when we get home. I know you don't have any experience with the cane, so I'm going to give you a little taste now. I think ten strokes ought to do the trick, don't you? Mark tried to shake his head no and beg her through the gag, but a moment later, he felt the first cruel stripe cut across the lower end of both of his cheeks. His eyes went wide as he felt the burn of the cane and he screamed into his gag, wiggling around trying to find any way to escape the next stroke. Bouncing up and down on his toes, Vanessa was unsympathetic. In fact, his screaming was music to her ears. She had held back for so long, not wanting to scare him off, and now she was excited to do the things her way. Besides, she thought, 
it'd be best to instill a certain degree of respect and fear in him before taking him out. The next stroke was even harder, landing him just below where the skin was already red and swollen from the first stroke. She landed another five before she heard him urgently shouting a safe word into the gag. She sighed and walked around into the field of his vision. She could see he was truly distressed, big salty tears rolling down his face underneath his panel gag. As she simply watched him for a few seconds, she could see he was anticipating what was to come. Are you using your safe word? Mark nodded, absurdly grateful that she had stopped. That's fine, that's your right. But let me explain to you what happens. The contract you just signed says in exchange for you and your broom and board, I have the right to discipline you however I see fit for any reason. By using your safe word, you are ending our session and refusing to fulfill your end of the deal. That means I'm going to untie you, take off your cuffs and gag, and then you're going straight out the door. Your stuff will remain in my possession until you sign a new lease. That includes your clothes, laptop, phone, wallet, and whatever is in storage. You just go out that door naked, and we don't speak until you can present me with a lease as the contract stipulated. Now, is that what you want? Mark's mind was racing and his heart pounding. She couldn't be serious, could she? He thought for a moment about the contract he'd signed and realized she would win without him having any rights. Couples split up all the time and all over the world, but in this case, he had nowhere to go, no money, no friends, and as bad as this was, he had nothing better to escape to. So I asked you a question, is this what you want? Or do you want to take the rest of your caning like a good little bitch? Mark shook slightly in disbelief. He sucked it up, took the only option he really had, and muffled a soft caning through the gag. Vanessa swiftly brought the cane down on Mark's ass. I think you meant to say caning, please, mistress, didn't you? After all, I'm the one doing you a favor here, right? Defeated Mark choked back a sob and replied, Yes, mistress, please cane me through the gag. So you're going to take the remaining three strokes plus another five for trying to stop me, understand? Mark sobbed softly and nodded, muffling, yes, mistress, through his gag. Vanessa smiled broadly, knowing she had broken him. He wouldn't say for it again. Sure, he would beg, try to reason with her, but he wouldn't. He wouldn't try to say anything further. They both knew who was in charge. Vanessa walked back and delivered the remaining eight cane strokes while Mark shook and sobbed in his bonds. She could hear him yelling things like, please, mistress, and I'm sorry, mistress, please, through the gag, and she was pleased he didn't attempt to use a safe word again. What do you say? Mark shook his head, not believing the position he was in, but he managed to muffle out a soft, thank you, mistress, much to Vanessa's satisfaction. Well, that is all for today. Thank you for listening, and until then, may all your fantasies become realities. <laughs> <laughs>